We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Apologize for the Saints game? To who? The Saints fans. No, God okay. no. Oh, right. Man, I love that Jared Goff's soundbite so much. I don't know if I'm ever going to change the intro. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Rams Talk Radio. Uh, I, I guess this is butting heads. Uh, I forget sometimes. <laughs> I, I, sorry, guys. I'm a little disoriented from watching watching football. Uh, I just watched the game. It gave me a little whiplash. I'm here with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, first time in months we've gotten to watch a Rams game. And although usually these games are just players we're not going to see again, a lot of guys will see in the season. How, how are you feeling after the Rams 17 to 34 loss to the crosstown, I guess, rival chargers? I suppose the word humbled is uh, appropriate here. I mean, I... it's, it's the preseason. It's, uh, but a lot, a lot to some stuff to like a lot to dislike. I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, this is going to be one interesting podcast. They reported 70,000 people went to this game. Is that true? I didn't attend, but uh, I imagine that uh, there was quite a few people. I, I know quite a few people that went. No, nice. Because, uh, I mean, preseason tickets are cheap. And, uh, yeah, Crosstown Rivals, if you can call it that, maybe cross, <laughs> cross uh, locker room rivals. Two, two teams that play in the same stadium. Yeah. That's about the extent of it. Uh, LA, one of LA's most popular teams and the Chargers. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously the Rams lost. I, I I didn't pull up their preseason losing streak. I'd imagine it's getting pretty long. Uh, we're like the reverse of Ravens. But real players played in this game, which was a new thing for us. Um, a lot of guys played that will start week one so that's interesting and you know at times a little terrifying 
but we're going to get into it all, man. Uh, excited to talk about this one. I mean, before we, we, we can kind of run through the box score. We can kind of run through some players, offense, defense, but any just like outstanding thoughts you have, like watching this game. Oof, that's uh, outstanding thoughts. Um, Not just like your your initial like first things that come to mind. There's a long way to go. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I think the biggest like number, I guess you can look at from this game is. The Chargers ran for 214 yards, an average 6.9 yards per rush. And that's kind of, that's that's somewhat of a meaningless number because a good amount of that did come in the second half. But a good amount of that came in the first half when we had quite a few players who are going to start in week one on the defense, you know, struggling to take care of the Chargers backup running backs and Obviously, adding Aaron Donald and Ernest Jones is going to make that group substantially better, but it's only two guys out of like a front six, seven guys. That was a little terrifying watching Isaiah Spiller, who couldn't get on the field last year, just run right through guys that are going to play in week one. Yeah, I mean... It was kind of something you and I have been fearing for a while, uh, particularly um, on the defensive front, not being able to stop the run at all, making Spiller look like he's freaking CMC out there. And then and then there was absolutely zero pressure out there, which is another thing that we were kind of afraid of. So, again, it is just preseason – but seeing as how a lot of these players will be on the field um, when it comes week one, yeah, it, it's it's a little nerve-wracking, you know. Uh, Aaron Donald can only do so much. Ernest Jones can only do so much. So it's not a good start to this season. Um, but again, preseason, dial it down a little bit, but... There is room for concern. Yeah, I mean, like, they didn't sit in edge rusher, right? Like, they all played. Every single one. So, yeah, they, they did They did to their credit, and I guess we just start with the defense while we're talking about it. They did to their credit rack up a couple sacks in the second half. Uh, Tanner Ingle had one, although he's not an edge rusher, right? Uh, nope. Keir Thomas had one and a half. Daniel Hardy had half a sack. In the first half... I'll shout him out. Um, fuck, I'm having a brain fart because I don't think he recorded his stat. Who's Byron Young? He's at the at the bottom of the sheet. I don't know how I forgot his name. Uh, he did have a really nice sack that ended up get called for a face mask, and it was a it was a face mask, but it was an accidental face mask that a guy who we knew is going to be raw in his first NFL experience. I'm not going to lose sleep over that. Um, no. But with Young, like, kind of looked how we would have expected him to look. Uh, looked really raw. I think Sean McVay had a quote where he was like, when he was fresh, he looked great, and when he was tired, he looked tired. 
Uh, and it's, it's going to be a long road with him, but it was, I think like, and sorry, I, my computer battery is awful and I realized it's not plugged in and I don't want this podcast to end because I didn't plug in my computer. Um, it's going to be a long road with him. And I think like, I think he only got like 23 snaps in this game. Um, but that play was, you know, you saw the guy they, they drafted. He's a third round pick. He was a third round pick mainly because he's, you know, a bit of a, a question mark just in terms of how he's going to develop and he needs to develop to really become a productive player. And he's a guy that I think they should just to an extent feed to the wolves this year and see what happens and let him grow and make mistakes. But, uh, so a lot to like and a lot to be frightened about with, with Young uh, in his pro debut, so to speak. Yeah, I I, uh, I think what it, what it takes with, with uh, Young is um, I I feel like he he's, you know, getting his feet wet. And I it, it's kind of a tough position for him to be in because he was drafted – basically to become the automatic starter and typically speaking with edge rusher especially an edge rusher that isn't selected in like the top 25 these guys you're usually expecting to build up to you know lock in that starting role eventually down the line that's not the case with young you know young has a lot of disadvantages as it is being undersized but the fact that, you know, he's expecting to be a starter at this point of his career, it, it's it's kind of daunting. And um, I'm hoping that he, you know, kind of builds off of this and, um, you know, gets the guidance he needs for this. But uh, it, it's going to be a long road for him. And I hope that fans are a little bit patient with Byron Young because this is not an easy position for a top 25 player, um, you know, to go out there and perform right away. Uh, and for him being a third rounder, you know, um, that's, that's not, that's definitely not a, a good advantage for him uh, stepping up. So hopefully again, like I say, he can learn from this, but uh, you know, there was some signs there, you know, that sack, even though it got called back for, for a face mask, it happens, you know, it happens to everybody. And, you know, unfortunately his hand got caught up in the face mask, but uh, the point was he got there and uh, hopefully that um, he doesn't, you know, do this during the regular season. But, uh, you know, as long as he can create pressure, that's what, that's what we signed him for. Yeah, it was, it was an encouraging play. Um, And, you know, we are likely, based on what we've seen so far, going to come on this podcast and criticize him, I'm sure, a good fair bit this year. But I don't think we'll ever be calling for him to be benched unless the team gets out to like a 7-0 start somehow. Uh, he should play. He should get some lumps. At the end of the year, if he seems really bad, then he's bad. Uh, but let's find out. Let, let's let him have all the chances he need because, you know, they drafted him for a reason. He was a a day two prospect and you could take this as a good and a bad thing for a reason. Um, him and Daniel Hardy were the two lowest edge rushers in this game, uh, which, you know, not great. 
but yeah, that group, uh, man, they all played. And I don't really know, like, is there a positive takeaway from this group? I guess Keir Thomas looked decent. Um, it was tough. And, and these these are our guys. Like, I think they they mentioned they're not opposed to signing an edge rusher. Like, yeah, you probably should sign somebody uh, after what we saw on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think that would be the best. But, you know, let's see if they even have the cap space to do so. Well, I mean, they got John Johnson for free. Uh, maybe they could, they could find some other guys. Um, yeah, we kind of talked about the, you know, the running defense and obviously the majority of these inside linebackers didn't look great. Um, kind of gotten taken to the cleaners by the, the, the chargers running backs. But I, I think I, I'm in, especially when some of the more notable guys were playing, I did notice some, a decent amount of one, linebacker three safety sets and so i think when we have ernest jones out there um i'm still really concerned about the run defense but i'm not like there's a lot more to be alarmed about with the the edge rushers and the inside linebackers because these guys are barely going to play uh we're going to play one guy almost all the snaps um in the secondary gotta talk about trey tomlinson johnny what a what a debut! I think the to me the the standout performance defensively in this game um, made some nice plays early. A guy probably the guy we were most excited to see on defense. Uh, he looked really good for his pro debut. I'm not saying plug him into the starting lineup immediately, let him play. I think uh, I, in the secondary it seemed like they held back more than other positions. Obviously. John Johnson, Jordan Fuller were not there. Akella Witherspoon wasn't out there. Kobe Durant wasn't out there, right? Uh, no, he was not. So, yeah. So, so Tomlinson got a shot to, to play quite a bit, and I, I was impressed. Uh, he he delivered to me. Uh, I, I, I thought I he made a bunch of plays, and uh, I, I really like what I saw. It seemed like he was around a lot of incomplete passes. Yeah, and and to tell you the truth, I was really impressed with how he was covering uh, some some players like Quentin Johnston. Um, you know, it wasn't perfect, of course. He he wasn't perfect out there, but considering this guy is a rookie, I, I don't expect perfection, especially after his first preseason game. But all things considered, he he uh, he showed up to play. He was. Uh, playing a lot bigger than than what I would imagine the Rams would be comfortable with him uh, playing. But, um, yeah, I, I think that's that's a good sign considering that uh, that's obviously one of his biggest knocks coming into uh, the league is that he's a very undersized cornerback. But, uh, you know, it may not matter much if, if this guy continues to play a, at a high level. Um Again, still very early, so take the victories with a grain of salt, especially at the preseason, but a very encouraging sign, and hopefully we continue to see progression. Uh, there definitely is room for improvement, but yeah, I I, uh, I expect um, Tomlinson to be a guy out there that will be competing for a starting spot, if not at week one, 
fairly soon. Like I, I wouldn't imagine that he couldn't earn a starting role at, at some point in uh, 2023. Yeah, I think he'll be in the mix week one. Um, I, I think he will will play. I don't know if he's going to play a lot, but uh, I hope he does. I think he's another guy. Like just given the depth chart, I want I want to see him get reps. Uh, and, and I think there's enough guys ahead of him that like he could play in the three, the nickel corner, uh, maybe spell some guys here and there. It was really exciting. Um, I, I, it's it's nice to come on and have that with with a guy who we're really excited to see. McVeigh heaps some praise onto him after the game. Uh, if you want to check out that quote, and he, the the play on Quentin Johnson, who you know is a first round pick, wide receiver. That was a really nice play on that fade. It was it was a good ball from whoever the fuck was playing quarterback from the Chargers. I already forgot. Uh, and, and it was a very catchable ball for Johnson, but uh, Tomlinson made a really nice play on that. At Easton Stick. Easton Stick was the quarterback there. Well, I'm like, who? <laughs> um, I, I, nothing really stood out much positively or negatively in the secondary for me besides uh, Tomlinson. How about you? Was there anyone you wanted to talk? I mean, I don't want to sit here and hate on Richard LeCount. He had a bad game. He already got cut for it. I, I think we can all move on from him. Yeah, I that pretty much spoke it's, for itself there. Yeah, it's it? tough, man. That sucks. I feel for him. I do too, and hopefully he can get an opportunity elsewhere. But uh, boy, it was warranted. Um, as far as the um, the secondary, the only other guy that really you know caught my attention was Tanner Ingle, uh, who's uh, undrafted uh, free agent safety. Um, yeah, highest graded defender on pro football, pro football focus so that three times fast uh in this game tomlinson was the third angle was the highest at 80.2 yeah and and it was well deserved i mean it, it's gonna be really interesting when it comes to siding safety and how many they're gonna keep uh this is something that steve and i have been talking about uh pretty much all off season long like how how many safeties are are gonna be on there because even before the Rams signed John Johnson, it was going to be a tough decision. And now that John Johnson's here, it's like, holy crap, what do we do now? You know, um, there there are co- quite a few guys uh, to kind of sift through, but Tanner Engel made a, um, a definitely a, a big uh, case for himself. And, you know, there's still plenty of time left to for the others to kind of make a name for themselves. But uh, right now, Trending on Ingle. Yeah, and I don't really think any any of those guys really behind Johnson and Fuller should be true locks. Like, I mean, Quentin Lake, I'm sure, and Russ East, I'm sure they're going to make the team. But, dude, if Ingle ends up the best cornerback in, or the best safety in camp, put him on the fucking team, man. What? It, no, nobody's spots here, for the most part, should be that secure besides really the guys we didn't see in this game. Yeah, pretty much, and... Uh, I, I have to say, I, I was real real impressed with Ingle, especially because, uh, again, it's not like he didn't have his competition out there. So um, definitely wanted to give him a shout-out. The rest, uh, yeah, nothing really all that special, if I'm being honest. Um, but, uh, you know, again, uh, hopefully there uh, there's enough time for them to prove themselves. And, yeah, yeah. Um, 
right. Yeah, I don't. I don't have really anyone else. The good news is, I feel like for the most part, we are all collective as a Ramley, I suppose, coaches, staff, fans. Kind of realistic about our expectations this year, which is nice. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of growing pains with this team. Uh, a, a lot of them, like all the time. But we take it one week at a time, and it's it's nice to have some encouraging developments, at least, on the defensive side of the ball. Take a quick break. We'll talk about the offense here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Offensively. Where to start? Um, Start with what I would say is the offensive MVP. Uh, highest graded pro football player pro fo- Jesus Christ, man. I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> you know what I meant? Tyler Johnson at an 82.2. He had five catches for 70 yards. You know, it looked like if anyone watches basketball, there will be guys who, you know, struggle to do their thing in the NBA and they'll send them down to the G league and they will just like dominate because, they're so much better than the guys they're playing against in the G League. They're just not at that level really against the guys in the NBA because those guys are way better. And watching Tyler Johnson in the second half, it kind of felt like something like that where he's a vet, like he's been around a long time, and he was kind of sitting there like, I shouldn't be on the field with these guys. It's kind of like the attitude I felt watching him play. Like he knew – he was probably the best player on the field. And to his credit, man, he proved it to me. I think he was definitely the most impressive Rams offensive player in this game, by I think pretty easily. Uh, I mean, yeah, he, (laughs) I I actually was kind of confused as to why he was out there so late. Uh, Not that he wasn't out. uh, I wasn't confused so much why he was out there in general, but I was confused why they had him there so late. Um, and, and it could be that just because the the competition, they wanted to see, you know, some of the younger guys get some of the, the, the tougher uh, matchups early on. And they're like, well, let's see uh, Tyler Johnson get some reps up there. But uh, ultimately, I just it, it was so bizarre seeing him out there because it, it almost seemed unfair in a way. But um yeah, Ty- Tyler Johnson definitely. I feel like if you're gonna put him out there in the preseason, he needs to 
be in there, kind of like how what they did with Demarcus Robinson, right. where he was there for like a series or two, and then they took him out. Um, yeah. Well, if you look at the snap count, it seems like they they really they went with the the Puka Demarcus Robinson and Ben Skronik group really in the first half, and then more of the Tyler Johnson. Lance McCutcheon, Austin Trammell group in the second half. Uh, Ty- Johnson played the least out of the, all six of those guys. I think they replaced him with Tyler Hudson later on, probably for what we're talking about, where they were like, why the fuck is this guy out there? Um, it did help Setson Bennett, I guess, having him out there, but it's, yeah, I would like to see him run with the starters because, I mean, the, the starters, quote-unquote, just because he is, you know, we know he's better than those guys. Like, we we know that we know Tyler Johnson is is better than those guys in the field, and let's let's see him play against the the guys who are more likely to actually see playing time in the NFL this year. Because obviously, that version of Tyler Johnson, if he does that for three weeks in the preseason, should make the team. But you know that might just be him playing against worse players. Uh, but he he's a good player, so it's like you know I I want to see him run with the ones. Uh, I hope we get a chance to see that. He absolutely should, and uh, it, it's going to make the decision even that much harder um, for for the you know receiving core, because as it was, you know, you, just when you think you kind of have an idea of where the the depth chart is, it's you know after this preseason, which doesn't exactly tell all of the story, um, but after this preseason game, you, you're kind of left scratching your head a little bit. What about the rest of the the roster here, or the rest of the the depth chart? Obviously, you know guys like Cooper Cup, Ben Jefferson. Um, those guys have it locked in, but the back end of of the depth chart, it's like, wow. Um, Tyler Johnson made made it clear that he deserves a spot on this roster, at least as of this moment. So. You know, guys like Lance McCutcheon may be on the outside looking in. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's that's a, a big takeaway from this game is that he, I think he has an uphill climb to make the team. Very much so. And it's kind of funny because you, you look at McCutcheon last year, who was the preseason darling, and, you know, the regular season kind of, have an injury, so giving a little bit of leeway there. So it's a time for him to shine and make a case for himself again, and he he really did not. So um, yeah, it's it, it's going to be really tough for him to make this team if he doesn't make a huge impact uh, in the next few games. Yeah, and he'll land somewhere if he doesn't. Whether it's on our practice squad, whether it's on another practice squad, whether it's on a roster. Uh, which I don't think is unre- uh, impossible, but yeah, clearly, I mean, because you, you, you left out another wide receiver that d- was a healthy scratch in this game, Johnny. You didn't mention, uh, th- apparently, starter Tutu Atwell, you know, got to sit this one out. <laughs> got to, got to <laughs> sit, this, sit one this one out. He's earned, it, he's earned that, apparently. And that, it's the second year in a row, man. It, it, it'll be interesting. Like, I wonder if next week they sit Skoranek and play 2-2 or something like that. Um, or or mix it up a little bit. Like, I think Puka, Puka should play the whole preseason, get him the reps. Uh, 
But yeah, John, Johnson should get a shot to play with that group. Um, maybe even McCutcheon too, but I don't know. It's a crowded room, and it would be you're not going to keep seven guys here unless one of them's a returner. None of those guys are returners. So, so Steve, you kind of mentioned a guy that I think we're all alluding to at some point. Um, I have to ask, based on this preseason game, are you a Puka believer? I I will say yes, but it feels like we're overblowing it a little bit. Like he looked good. I'm not, like I'm, I'm I'm based on this game. I'm not gonna sit here and say he's gonna start. Like I feel like people are already jumping to that. Yeah, I I, I hear I hear what you're saying, and and I'm I'm not gonna lie. I am a huge Puka believer. I don't think I'm to the point where I would say he's gonna be a starter. Uh, but I do. I think that this guy could potentially be a, a bigger contributor than what we initially expected. Yeah, I, I'm kind of on that train now. Um, but yeah, to sit there and say that he's going to start, I think you're going to be very disappointed. Uh, yeah, I I think eventually it could be a possibility, depending on where Van Jefferson lies. Uh, you know, in the first couple of weeks. And the truth is we won't know until, you know, uh, week one and beyond because uh, you're most likely not going to see Van Jefferson out there um, this preseason. You know, maybe no. the last game. No fucking like way. Season, Van but I doubt it. No, no way. Yeah. He's so, for, for you know, if you listen to the pod, you know, we're not the biggest Van Jefferson guys. He, he doesn't no. need to play in the preseason. It would do nothing for him. No, I wouldn't. And that's kind of why, like, if you're if you're anticipating Puka to be a starter week one, uh, you're you're, yeah, you you need to relax a little bit. Well, uh, but and, to play devil's advocate here, I mean, who do you think will be the third guy then if it's not Puka? I think that's also part of why people are hailing him. To me, like two two didn't play in this fucking game. I think he's the third guy right now. It is kind of interesting because, uh, personally, I would have preferred to have Tutu out there, and maybe McVeigh and, and uh, Lafleur will take the uh, approach that that you're suggesting. Maybe uh, next week uh, or well, this upcoming week, you'll you'll see uh, Tutu out there. Um, but we'll see. Um, this will be a big telling. Yeah, but, they uh, not not to cut you off. They did say that you will see some guys that didn't play this week in in later games. Oh, okay. Well, there you have it. But they didn't specify. Um, we'll see. But uh, Tutu is is going to be an interesting um, is going to be an interesting curveball because personally, the way I see Tutu Atwell is this is a situational uh, situational slot receiver. That's how I see him. You know, somebody that can extend the field. And typically when you get those type of receivers, unless you're Tyree Kill, which he is not, um, he's they're not on the field that much. You know, the, they're situational receivers, uh, a gadget player, if you will. But the way you hear Sean McVay talking about him, especially during training camp and OTAs, there's, he's suggesting that Tutu will have a larger role and that he'll become like a 
a more balanced receiver, which I, I just I don't see it. Um, he is that is not his purpose. He, I I really I really struggle to believe that because this guy is so freaking tiny to be considered out there every single down or or at least close to um, you know like I don't know 50 60 percent of the snaps. You know that that would be a pretty tall ask for somebody like Tutu Atwell. So if that's the case, if Tutu Atwell is exactly the type of receiver that I'm envisioning in my head, I think that you can maybe lock Puka Nakua as a potential number three guy, you know, somewhere down the line. Um, But I think a lot of it really just depends on what, direction Sean McVay and LaFleur are going and let's face it you're not going to see that in the preseason and and for good reason you don't want them to kind of air that out right now because it doesn't need to be yeah it's you know it'll be interesting how like we I'm really curious to see how they roll that out week one because you know to me like it would make sense if this year more than much more in previous years they play five maybe even six wide receivers like a decent amount um and kind of have that third guy rotate like between because ben skoranek is also kind of a gadget player but a completely different kind of gadget player than we're used to calling gadget players um maybe gadget's not the right word but like a utility player he's also a guy who shouldn't be the third receiver and be out there every play like that's not his best role in the league and so maybe they use Tutu and Skoranek situationally and slot Puka Naku into the starting spot, or maybe it ends up being a Tyler Johnson or Demarcus Robinson because those guys are vets who who have played and 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 played productively at various times in their careers in the NFL. Um, Puka had three catches for thirty two yards and a touchdown on five targets. Touchdown was a really nice play. Uh, Robinson only had one target, one catch, nine yards. Um. Austin Chamel had four catches for 36 yards, but, you know, uh, I'm not buying that for anything important. The <laughs> only way Austin Chamel makes this roster is if they feel comfortable with him being a return specialist, and I ain't buying it over Xavier Smith. I he, just I, – I don't. He didn't feel the return in this game, did he? I know Puka returned – couple yeah i i don't know how i feel about puka returning any of them either yeah but i also don't know how i feel about giving xavier smith a roster spot to return after this game he's that's true he hasn't earned that um it didn't look like it was worth justifying that but we'll see uh he's got a couple more games to prove himself another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Incredible that we made it 32 minutes into this podcast without talking about Stetson Bennett. Uh, well, well everyone else is doing it. Should we talk about the Rams starting quarterback in this game? Brett Ripon, three for six, 11 yards, took a sack. 
average one point eight yards per pass. Uh, yeah. Um, I hope we just we don't need to see him anymore. He played okay. Well, play Stetson Bennett for the rest of the preseason. Yeah, I mean, I I really don't see the point otherwise, other than the fact that the Rams may keep him just because of the new rule. But find anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Is Bryce Perkins still a free agent? I mean, he's. I think he's better. Not that I think he's good either. I mean, technically speaking, the Rams do have another quarterback on the roster. Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I don't remember his name, but I remember they had a four. Yeah, they, they have a fourth guy, um, Dresser Wynn. Dresser Wynn, yes. Yeah. Um Play him Apparently he is next out time. of UT Martin. <laughs> the, yeah, he, he didn't play at all. But, um, I mean, it could come to the point where the Rams cut, uh, you know, uh, ripen and, you know, um, just roll with win, I guess, as that third guy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was the Stenson Bennett show. That's all you really need to know. 17, uh, yeah, Ripon, he started. He, he barely played. I think Bennett ended up playing 84% of the snaps. So Bennett went 17-29, 191 yards with a touchdown, took three sacks, um, didn't fumble, almost had one. How would you feel about Bennett in his debut, our, our fourth-round pick from this year? You know, he, uh, he came as advertised. You know, this was a guy that uh... – I feel like he's a very poised player. Um, he seemed very comfortable out there, which is pretty rare for for you know rookie quarterback. I understand he's also a very old rookie, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean he really is. But at the same time, you know that that is a good thing to see out there. You know, somebody that uh, isn't afraid to take control of the game, and um, you know I, I'm all for it. You know, uh, I I do. I, I do have to mention this because I thought it was a little amusing because I was hearing from pretty much anyone that was, you know, having an opinion on Bennett. Is he a guy that's going to replace Matthew Stafford? No, dude, he's not. I, you know, I, I think, like, calm down, guys. Like, I, I like Stenson Bennett. I think this is exactly the purpose for drafting him is being a quality backup player. And I am confident in that. I really am after this performance. But to sit here and suggest that this guy could be the future starting quarterback for the Rams, relax. You know, <laughs> take a step back and stop drinking the, the Bennett Kool-Aid for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I am happy for him. I, I do think he is uh, a pretty good player for uh, being, you know, a backup quarterback. And that's exactly who the Rams have been missing for, gosh, since Hill. Dude, Hill fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, for a backup quarterback, he wasn't too bad, I guess. We watched too much of him. I don't even know, man. Callan Clemens, AJ Feely. Uh, I, and I always say this when we bring up backup quarterbacks. We forget about Blake Bortles because he didn't play. But that's definitely uh, yeah, the best backup quarterback. That's definitely the only time we've actually had a backup quarterback. 
Um, yeah. Although yeah, I can agree to that. He might have been bad because he never played really productively anywhere after he left here. But um, yeah, man, he's definitely looking like he could be a fine backup. He he looked uh, like bad at first, I think. Uh, his pro football focus grade ended up being really low. He was like a 39.5, worse than Ripon, who was a 43.7. But uh, he played well, I think. Um, once he settled in, he looked poised. He was able to get away from pressure when pressure wasn't breathing down his neck after five sec or a half a second. I forget five seconds is like a long time in the pocket. I'm used to saying that like a fast thing. Um, made some nice plays. Uh, he had a really nice throw on that fade to uh, what was the fucking tight end he threw to McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, why are they throwing this guy a, a goal line fade? Um, but like, if he throws that to Cooper Cup, probably a touchdown. No disrespect to McDonald. Easily. Uh, wish him the best. He's got some wheels. Like, he can move a little bit. Uh, I mentioned the Puka touchdown. We are talking about Puka. That was a really nice throw. Um, he could use, you know, a little bit more care with the football, I think. But it's a fucking preseason. So, like, maybe he's also thinking it's a fucking preseason and not taking care of the football at times. Uh, didn't throw an interception. Came pretty close to throwing an interception. Yeah, man. I, I, I liked what I saw. I You let, like... Because your goal this year is for Matthew Stafford to play 17 games. Let this guy fucking play, man. We don't need to see these other guys in the roster. You mean you don't want to see Dresser win? I want to see him more than Ripon, if we're being honest here. Fair enough. I've seen enough of Ripon. Year four, man. We know who this guy is. (laughs) Even if you keep him as a third quarterback, like we know who he is. You don't need to play him anymore. Ah, uh, what else? I guess to talk about. Eh, we'll save the offensive line for the end. Quickly on running backs, uh, Zach Evans eight carries for thirty-four yards. Looked pretty good. I mean, you know, didn't look like he was going to take Cam Akers' spot, but had some nice runs. Yeah, the ground game in general looked pretty solid. You 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 liked what you saw from Ronnie Rivers. You know, he looks pretty <laughs> solid out there, man. Um, I I was thinking to myself, damn, Sean McVay ain't never going to let this guy go. That was another thing, like Brett Ripon. Like, did Ronnie Rivers need to start? Can we play these rookies? Can we play Zach Evans? Can we play Stetson Bennett? Uh, Royce Freeman scored a touchdown. But, like, to his credit, he pretty much played as either Rivers or Evans back up the whole game. Um, so I guess it's okay that he got in the end zone. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I, I kept thinking to myself, you know, Freeman got the touchdown, but, uh, I, I just, I struggle to believe that Freeman makes the roster. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, wouldn't it be surprised if they keep him on the practice squad yeah, and and Kieran Williams, another guy who didn't play in this game. Um, I think that kind of says a lot that he didn't play in this game. I think they must really like what they have there. Uh, yeah, definitely a good sign. Yeah, yeah, dude. Did did, did Hunter Long not play in this game? 
He did not. Him and... Uh, Why? Uh, Why did he not play? Injury. Oh, he's hurt? Okay. Yeah, him and okay. Davis Allen. Oh, yeah, Davis Allen. I forgot about Davis Allen. Okay. Yeah, because the guys who played like are not even going to sniff the roster at tight end. Yeah, um, no way. McDonald, uh, yeah. Hopkins injured? Or did he? was he a scratch? I think he was a scratch, unless I didn't notice him out there, which is possible. He wasn't out there. I, I have the snap counts up. It was only Charles Sims, or Christian Sims, and Cameron McDonald. <laughs> Both guys who will most likely not make the roster. Yeah, Hunter Long. Um, on the offensive line, so the guys who didn't play, Havenstein, obviously, neither Coleman Shelton or Brian Allen played, um, although Allen's, is he banged up? I don't remember. Uh, Joseph Nopum did not play. Uh, AJ Akuri didn't play? He did not. Why do we think he didn't play? It's kind of a bizarre thing because that was something that was brought up and uh, it, it it's not clear if the the Rams, you know, whether Mike LaFleur or uh, Sean McVay just don't see or, or wanted to get more snaps from guys that think will actually make the team. But, yeah, it, it was kind of bizarre not to see A.J. Curie out there at all. You know, this guy is not a proven player at by any means. You know, he did play a little bit last year, but not very well. So, um, based on that, uh, it's not looking good for uh, Curie to make the roster if he can't get out there in the preseason. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. Um Alaric Jackson did play, but he only played 16% of the snaps, and I, I'm pretty sure he came out when Steve Avila came out. So I wonder if they just wanted to get them to some footing together. Um, and maybe they'll try Nopum with him next week, um, or maybe they'll play Nopum at guard a little in the preseason, or maybe they don't play him at all in the preseason. He makes a lot of money. He doesn't need to play in the preseason. But... uh I don't personally think Jackson playing this game means anything in either direction in terms of if he will be the starting tackle week one. No, no, I don't think it means much. Speaking of tackles, man, Logan Bruss played a lot in this game. And boy, boy, is that not looking good? Uh, He looked, I, I spent a lot of the time watching him. I didn't think he looked horrible in in run blocking, but God, dude, in the pass blocking, he was a seemed like he was a disaster. Yeah, in terms of run blocking, I, I thought he was okay, and and that's kind of the funny thing is when you look at some of these comments that you've seen on Twitter about Logan Bruss, I'm like, holy crap! You would think that this guy was useless, you know, and and. <laughs> He kind of was, though. As a pass blocker, absolutely. But as a run blocker, I thought he did okay. Sure, sure. Um, But it was tough. It was tough to watch, man. He got bullied on that stack he gave up in the first half. Like, just straight up bullied. And and not that, like, I see why they moved him to tackle, because they're probably like, he's not playing guard. (laughs) 
I as well try something else. Uh, I don't know, man. It's might be Barrett Jones all over again here. Yeah, I I hope not because uh, it's it, also yeah. It is week one of the preseason in this guy's yes. second year. Like he could absolutely turn it around. We're just calling it like we see it today. And I think it is important for everyone to keep that in mind is that, you know, because, man, there there are a lot of people out there that are calling him Logan Bust, you know. <laughs> and it, as clever and as funny as I think that is, I would be, I, I mean, dude is in his second year. And, and you could pretty much call this a rookie season because he barely had any sort of participation during uh, last year in his true rookie season. So, yeah, I, I would give him a little more time, guys. Come on now. You know, um, hopefully he does improve. Offensive line isn't really an easy position. So, um, in fact, uh, we should be even more patient considering that the Rams did initially have him as a guard, and now he recently made the switch to right tackle. So um, he may have had that experience in college at right tackle, but again, big difference between college and the professional level. So be a little more patient, you know, give him a little more time. Uh, It's very clear that that Russ is probably not going to be a starter in uh, 2023 unless injuries occur. Yeah, I I, I don't think you're wrong, but I also don't think the people – calling a buster on like yeah it is one game but uh man overreaction is that that's that's sports man that's what we all do um yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah man it's we'll see how the next couple games go like dude i mean if, if the next couple games look like this like is he in danger of not making the team uh because there are guys like you know I can't I don't watch offensive line closely enough to like sit here and tell you why Zach Thomas had a good game, but people seem like they're saying Zach Thomas had a really good game, and that's a guy who's not really on our radar to make the team. And if he plays great in these next couple of games and Bruss is really bad, like I don't know, man. You know there are guys that can play tackle. You have Jackson, you have no boom. Um, shit, you could probably try a veal there if you ever needed to. I don't know. I, I, I would be pretty surprised if he didn't make the team, but like, I don't think it's impossible. It's definitely not impossible considering what the Rams do with John Franklin Myers, uh, even though that didn't age well. <laughs> yeah, but, He's but. the best player they've drafted in like five years. Yeah, and they cut him. <laughs> oh my God, dude. What a fucking that was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, I think he is literally you know, like there there are some debatable games, but he is definitely one of the best players they've they have drafted since twenty eighteen. No question. And uh it it makes it that much more disappointing that he was immediately cut. But um yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's impossible that the Rams end up cutting him, especially since the emergence of Zach Thomas uh, occurred. And it definitely helped him, his odds of making the team. 
Um, but another thing to keep in mind is that the Rams also drafted Warren McClendon, who did not have a stellar performance either. So, um, you know, do you really want to keep two guys that were like kind of meh and, uh, you know, not roll with a guy like Zach Thomas and yeah, there are other guys on the roster. Like you said, that can theoretically play tackle if you need them to. So I, I think that the takeaway from this is the Rams have options and that is a good sign. Um, especially because there are other guys like Mike McAllister who continue to impress. I mean, McAllister was a, a guy that played, um, pretty well during OTAs and, training camp and now is making a name for himself in the preseason so it's pretty likely that he makes the roster also well is he is does McAllister um see he played center the whole game right yes he did is he and is that's he, kind of another thing too can he play guard because like yeah if he's just center I don't know I don't know if you want to keep it third center if you end up going with Shelton I think um he he was initially picked up to play guard mm. um but okay. considering that center is you to have more depth at center is not a huge issue um they put him there especially since they didn't want to play Shelton or or um Allen so yeah I I think that McAllister has a good shot at making this roster too yeah yeah it's It'll be fun to see how this this team shakes out. Um, you know, I I don't know if I want to talk about special teams. The people were quick to get mad about the Tanner Brown missed field goal. I pretty sure I saw a quote from the special teams coach saying that's the first kick inside fifty yards he's missed all camp, so they weren't worried about it. Um, I don't know. I think that you could chalk it up to. Um, you know, first game jitters. This was literally the man's first experience in a professional game setting. Uh, is it inconceivable for him to miss? No, no, it's not. And uh, I imagine that that's going to dissipate at some point. Um, you know, obviously you can't overlook it, but you can't crucify the man either, like how some people were doing it's like man some of y'all are brutal man yeah (laughs) i i do agree with that um did anyone in this game not play that you think you we need to see in the preseason Mm. i I don't know I would have I get, liked to have seen Kieran Williams out there. Yeah, that's where I was going to go to. I think it's kind of insane that he's not playing. It, I it it's kind of weird because more than likely he's going to be your number two back, and it, it's it's weird because you have a, a couple of options here and. I don't know. Like, I don't feel like he proved a lot last year. Uh, so unless he's really tearing up the field during training camp, um, I I just I don't imagine why he wouldn't be out there uh, unless he ends up showing up in the next two games. Yeah, and he could. He's, he's definitely the weirdest 
guy that didn't play that will actually get play in the regular season. Because all these cornerbacks, I, I maybe not Durant, but Kendrick, Witherspoon, and Jolly are all banged up, right? Yes. Yeah, so it makes sense they didn't play. Witherspoon, I, guys made a glass, don't play him. Um, yes, for the love of God, don't play him. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, that was a weird one. That's a weird one. I wonder if any of the other defensive healthy scratches will play. Like, I don't think so. I don't think Fuller and Johnson are playing. Maybe Durant will get in there at some point. Uh, I, I'd be okay if they don't put in Durant. Fuller, I, I don't know what you gain if you put him out there. Yeah. Maybe just to prep him for the season, I guess, for the last game. And same with Johnson. Do you do you feel like Johnson needs to get out there? I wouldn't like like the answer is no. I wouldn't. I would get if they played him for like two or three series in in the last game or something. Uh, but I, I don't think they will. Uh, and I think if we don't see him at all, he's a hundred percent the starter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he needs to play. I don't think Van Jefferson needs to play. Like nope. Hop- Hopkins, I guess, is kind of weird. I don't know if he's banged up, but, like, I, I don't know if he needs to play. Like, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't mind it. I don't really, like, I don't know. He's a weird one, too. Him and Kieran Williams. I like to see out there over McDonald. <laughs> Wait, who? McDonald. Oh. <laughs> Come on. I know you just seem like. I thought you said hours of him out there. I thought you said Xavier McDonald, and I was like, "Are you oh. com- just combining two players?" Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I remember McDonald. <laughs> yeah, I I think Hopkins two two and Williams will play at some point because if they're saying guys who didn't play will play, it's like who else? You know, they're not going to play Cooper Cup. If they play Cooper Cup, I'll be extremely pissed off. Nah, there's no fucking way. I think him, Stafford, Donald, I think they would just, like, retire if he tried to make them suit up. Warranted. Warranted. The, like, literally the only vet, and I, there's no fucking way he plays, but, like, I could potentially see Rob Havenstein playing, like, a series with the starting offensive line. But, like, I don't think that's happening either. I, I wouldn't want it, to no, be No, me neither. That'd be the only one I could four. be, like... Maybe because there's been so much volatility in this group, they want to get them like a series together, but he's not suiting up either. That'd be kind of crazy. Have we not learned from last year? Dude, the John Franklin Myers thing is so fucking crazy. I like, I always forget that happened. It, it's still, uh, it still pisses me off because I really like John Franklin Myers and then they just cut him out of nowhere. And I'm like, Okay, I'm just gonna trust that uh, you made the right decision. Yeah, goes to the Jets and has a hell of a, a career so far. So you know, maybe he's not elite by any matters, but better than what we currently have. We we've tur- I think the fan base as a whole has kind of not everybody, but a lot of us have turned since that point. Where when that happened, I think there was a minority of people who were like, "This is fucking crazy," and it was fucking crazy. And I think a lot of them were a lot of us were saying it was crazy, but. Then we were like, they just, this regime knows what they're doing. Like, these guys just built a Super Bowl contender in two years. I, we got to trust them. 
And then that was, I think, the first moment where, you know, we were a little skeptical about maybe they're not right 100% of the time. Uh, and it took a little bit for that to really age like milk. But, like, we could really fucking use that guy, man. He definitely wouldn't be on the team anymore. But he would have been useful on that rookie contract. Yeah. Yeah, he would have been. Uh, but yeah, that, you do bring up a good point, though, that uh, the Rams wouldn't have been able to bring him back anyway. Still could have had him for, like, four years. Yeah. Uh, man. Okay, who do we play this week? When do we, when do we play? We uh, are playing the Raiders. The Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. Well, we will talk about that game next week. Um, any other part of thoughts before we go here? I hope the Rams smashed them. I'm gonna make a bold prediction here and say the Rams are gonna go zero and three in this preseason. Yeah, I. I... I don't care if they lose the next one, but if they can win this one, I know it doesn't count, but I I, I can't stand the Raiders. Nah, so, um, I'm, I'm the opposite, buddy. We play Denver in week three. We got to smash Denver. Why Denver? Why, bro, that's Sean Payton. Is he going to even coach in the game? Is he even <laughs> going to be there? Well, if they lose, he sure as hell is going to act like he didn't coach the game. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to blame Roby Coleman. Uh, I hope they win. Listen, man, the amount of players that are playing, they should win a preseason game this year. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's a lot. That's a lot to ask from a Sean McVay team. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, you can follow us on, what is it? X, X, uh, Steve Ribeiro, Johnny596. Johnny, remind me. I'm going to set up an email so people don't have to go on X. I might have said that last week. It's been a long week, fellas, uh, and ladies, if ladies are listening. Um, all right. We'll talk to you guys soon.